We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in, everybody. A Friday edition of Sports Talk with Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak gearing you up for not much this weekend, huh, Jeff? Maybe some all-star game competition, uh... The all-star action in Salt Lake City, seeing if Trey Murphy can win the dunk contest. You look not interested at all. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? It's going to be it's appointment viewing. And no. at least, hey, it's the it's opening day in college baseball, which is always exciting. It's kind of like Christmas Day for college baseball fans. Uh, right now, top of the fifth inning, we got the LSU Tigers up three nothing over Western Michigan. Uh, the game was supposed to be played later on, uh, but they. You know, baseball is kind of funny, Jeff. They decided to move the game up because they were worried about cold weather tonight. Cold, oh, those poor little kids. A little chilly in the box tonight, (laughs) so they had a 3 p.m. first pitch instead of a seven. I can understand if it was rain. Right. right. Well, that's why I laugh with the press release that comes out. They're like, they're moving it up because of cold weather, and it's like, what? It's it's not even crazy. Like, I I get it. You don't want to play in the cold, but like. It's not like sub-zero temperatures we're talking about here. It's like 30s. <laughs> uh, as someone from the north, it, it makes me laugh a little bit. But, hey, you know, they, they want to keep the kids safe and, and whatever. You well, know. That, us northerners, too, every time there's a cold front, quote-unquote, in the, in the weather here, it always makes us laugh, too. Yeah, yeah. And baseball's no fun in the cold. I can appreciate that. That's why you don't play in the winter. And I heard Jay Johnson basically said it was it was basically came down to him, and he felt like the earlier start benefits his team more. So I guess he figures that the warmer temperatures help the ball travel a lot better. And he's an Arizona guy, you know. I get <laughs> exactly. it. I get it. He's not. He's not a guy who deals with cold well, and I'm not either anymore. I've grown out of it, so I'm not. I'm just giving him a hard time. But there's going to be plenty of LSU baseball games starting at the normal time, so we can uh, we can let him get this one. Yeah, and uh, like I said, right now we have the fifth inning, top of the fifth. It is three nothing LSU. We'll keep uh, constant updates on that throughout the show. Uh, Jeff, the big one yesterday, obviously, Saints running back Alvin Kamara, which a a word that comes out, and I think a lot of people might not know the true definition of what indicted means, but when you hear that, you definitely know it's not good. Well, I mean, to me, it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not a legal scholar. We're going to have someone on here at a couple minutes to help <laughs> break it down a little bit. I know we talked. I know Mike and Bobby talked to Craig Mordock yesterday, and I thought he gave a lot of interesting information and a lot of the questions. Like it's going to be a little redundant. So if anyone listened to it yesterday is going to listen to it again today, I apologize for that. But I do think there's some stuff that was talked about yesterday that I that we can dive into more. And so that's kind of be going to be what I'm going to ask Drew about. But yeah, I think to me the biggest thing is it's going to go to court at all, which. For a long time, I was thinking maybe this is just going to be settled out of court and we'll never hear about it until, you know, so-and-so and and he's going to get suspended. But, nope, as of right now, March 2nd, 
that's going to be the court date. And uh, yeah, it's it's real, very real. Yeah, and I, I know we heard from uh, C.J. Mordock last night saying, too, he was surprised kind of that we've even gotten to this point and that they didn't have any kind of financial you know, settlement between the two sides and figure Alvin just pay up the problem, but it, it's just not going away that easily, unfortunately. And just a, a complete bad look for Kamara. And I know we kind of joked about it before we, you know, in our pre-show meeting thing, there's another NFL player involved in this thing, but it's really just getting glossed over completely. Yeah, it's Chris Lamons is the Bengals cornerback. And I guess that's why, because people are like, who's that? Yeah, I've never heard of him, uh, but... <laughs> Apparently he's friends with Alvin. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just going to be something we have to talk about. We talked about it all, all last offseason, and nothing ended up happening. And now we're talking about it all this offseason. And, you know, it's it's a weird situation because at a certain point you're, you want to talk about, okay, what is this going to mean for the Saints next year? Sure. What type of suspension will Alvin be looking at regardless of what happens with the court case because even if it – you know, ends up being settled out of court. You know, there's still that doesn't mean anything for the NFL, I mean, right? It regard literally regardless of what happens in the court case, it's almost impossible to think that Alvin's not going to see a suspension, right? Just based on what we know, based on the police report, based on the video that is available. We don't have all of it. You had kind of a recording of a recording <laughs> that was leaked to TMZ, and that's kind of the only thing we've seen right now. But like based on that, just the optics alone will be enough for you to say, like, yeah, he's violated some sort of policy, whatever you want to point to, whatever line in the personal conduct policy you want to point to. He's violated something. <laughs> but, like, before you can even get to that point, you have to determine what type of, you know, legal situation Alvin is facing. Because, like, it's not unheard of for professional athletes to to have to do jail time. It has happened, but it is incredibly rare. You know, you think about a Plaxico Burris who – actually shot himself in the leg and then went to jail for, I think it was an unregistered weapon right. that he ended up going to jail for. Mike Vick, obviously, with the whole dogfighting scandal. And, you know, I think Mike actually got back. He, Mike did come back and play with the Eagles. I don't know if Plaxico ever got back. I think he, he came – He I think he probably ended up on a team, but I don't think he was ever relevant as a player again. The same guy, right. Um, And so you have to – you know, it's like – that is a reasonable thing that might happen here if the courts in Las Vegas, who I'm obviously not familiar with, decide that this is something that they want to make an example out of him with. And if that's the case, then, you know, it changes everything. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's just a bizarre situation that, you know, you wish Alvin had never put himself in in the first place. Yeah. Um, because now you're just kind of sitting on your hands and waiting. What's something that I think about is do you – think this case at all and the whole incident weighed on him at all this season I know he didn't have Alvin Kamara like numbers but I don't feel like it was something that would that the his something off the field was holding him back kind of thing I never felt like this case was a hindrance there was a time that he wasn't really talking to us but then you know one day we were in the locker room and he's like no I'm not avoiding you guys and you know I kind of like just pulled up and and sat down with us it was kind of weird but just throughout the season I just he didn't seem like the same guy, and I understand that. Obviously, when you have a legal issue weighing down on you, there's, there's, you know, obviously it's in the back of your mind constantly. But was it something that do you think affected his play at all? Yeah, I mean, 
at a personal level, maybe. Yeah. You know, like he, I, I would say that he didn't seem like he was having as much fun, <laughs> um, just doing the norm, like the off the field stuff as he probably would have in the past. Like we didn't talk to him as much. He wasn't kind of engaging as often. But I won't say that that affected him on the field. Like, I never got the sense that, like, you were seeing a distracted player out there or anything like that. Right, right. So I'm not going to take that leap. But, I mean, it's hard. I mean, he's a human, right? Like, it's a stressful situation, to, if nothing else. Like, there's no way that it didn't have at least, like, keep him up at night, right? That sort of thing. But It definitely, yeah. I guess it definitely didn't help that combination of him struggling in his personal life and then also his team, his work family struggling as well. Definitely not a good combination. Yeah, can't be. No one wants to be in that situation. Want to hear from you, Huda Nation, before you go out to parades? Or if you're out there right now, give us a call on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Back in a flash here on Sports Talk with Jeff and Steve on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Sports Talk, we are now in the fifth, end of the fifth inning at Alec Box Stadium, LSU leading Western Michigan 3-0, opening day for college baseball. Also, we had a caller let us know that it is also opening day for rugby, apparently. Yes, the NOLA Gold over at the sh- – no, it's not. I almost said it. It's you know you did. It's not anymore. anymore, yeah. It is the gold mine. Yes. They are playing the New England Free Jacks. Um, I, I – I like watching rugby. I just like, and I'm not ashamed to say this. I don't understand the rules. Like I've, I've been told a lot of the rules, but like there, I get through a game and I'm like, I think I know what's happening. It's, I imagine it's similar to if you went to, I don't know, maybe not Germany because they're probably more, you know, involved in it now that there are games there. But like, if you went like American football and then all of a sudden there's pass interference or like, like, you know, a holding penalty, and they're like, what? What is happening? I don't understand. Like, that was a good play, but that it doesn't count? What is going on? Like, that's how I imagine, like, that relationship with that sport is similar to my relationship with rugby. Like, I could be like, oh, that was cool, but I don't know why. Yeah, or, and, and you know what? Yeah. What's weird is, too, it's like, I, I live really close by to the gold mine, and... I mean, we're there all the time. It's and, literally right next to the Saints facility. Right, and it's something I still haven't checked out a NOLA gold game. I'm definitely going to have to do that, though, because... Uh, something I think would be interesting to my kiddo too, just because uh, it's a totally different sport. And yeah, and I, I would have to look up rules as well. Don't really quite understand the game as much. Yeah, what I will say for it is like I always I I take my time getting emotionally invested in teams <laughs> when they're new. 
right? Because they leagues come and go all the time. I'm getting you on those New Orleans breakers. Right. Like, if, if the New Orleans breakers ever show up and play a game, I don't know, in the state of Louisiana, hmm. maybe I'll start to get emotionally invested. Right Right now, I'm just like, yeah, that's a team that pretends it's from here. Uh, but, like, the Gold have been here for a while now. Yes. And, you know, like, they're here to stay, which is cool. You know, like like, even the Zephyrs. Then the baby cakes, right? Like it always felt like they had like one foot out the door, um, and so it's like, yeah. I mean, how 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 much am I going to get into it? Plus, like minor league baseball is tough because like the players come and go and they get moved up and called around. And, yes, definitely. Uh, like the you go there to see the prospects more so than the, the result of or, the game. Or I would love to check out. Oh, so and so is doing a rehab rehab assignment yeah. and is doing a, you know is pitching at right. the at the shrine tonight. Go check it out, kind yeah. of thing. So like and Thirsty Thursdays were always fun. It is cool to see the, the <laughs> team doing well and like actually like sustaining right because the longer you know the longer you can do that, the more you're going to get. So good for them if you got time and you're not interested in parades, go go check it out. Um, but yeah, seven o'clock start it is. Yes. Yeah, I wonder how long too. On average, I guess I could Google it real quick. It's just how long a rugby game takes to get under you know uh, a full match. It's definitely not four hours, <laughs> like no. every college football game. My long-standing take that I will die on this hill is college football games are way too long. <laughs> it makes a lot of them unwatchable. Uh, but that's just me. I'm probably going to get a lot of angry texts about that. Jeff, you kind of laughed at me and maybe mocked me a little yesterday in our podcast because I was complaining that that. That, that Derek Carr had not had a yes. visit or any other interest yet. What's yes. going on? Well, there, there's there's no teams coming to to you know court him. I didn't understand, and then we get word today, of course, that he's going to be spending the weekend with. The New York Jets. <laughs> what do you mean spending the weekend? Is he bunking over? What is? This? I heard it starting today and going into the weekend. So <laughs> I, I'm, I think it's going to be this whole, uh, yeah, get to you, know you process and be more than uh, just a couple hours there. Do you think he brought a sleeping bag? Is he going to stay? I'm in, like, sure Robert, they've got Robert pl- living room? plenty of nice hotels to put him up in. Yeah, I, I have to imagine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't making fun of you because, like, I didn't expect it to happen eventually. I was making fun of you because he had been it a free just, agent I know. for, like, 48 hours. Can you give the guy time to, like, pack a bag? I was just – I thought there would be more of a jump at a quarterback of at least his caliber. I'm not saying he's in that elite category, but he's still a rung under it where yeah. uh, I would I would definitely think in this NFL that it's going to def- uh, de- generate a ton of interest – because of the quarterback position, we've said it a ton and ton of times that it's so lacking. Yeah, it took 72 hours. That doesn't sound that long, does it? <laughs> no, not bad. I was like, I wanted it immediately. It only sounds long when you're complaining after 48 hours. Yes, I needed uh, Derek telling me his itinerary of what was going on. But yeah, so this is the start of like the sequence of, okay, why did the Saints want to get this done with the trade yeah. prior to free agency? Because now you're going to see like, okay... How interested are the Jets? Are they willing to go all in? Are they willing to put drop a bag on his head? Because if they are, it becomes more difficult for the Saints if they want to do the same thing. Now you have the Jets, you have teams like the Bucks and the Panthers. All these teams need quarterbacks. The Falcons as well, but I expect them to go a different route. He just doesn't fit Arthur Smith's system, I don't think. Uh, but either way, like there's going to be teams. So now it's like, okay, how does this visit go? <laughs> If you're the, the Saints, you're like, hopefully he hates it. Hopefully he's like, oh, how cold does it get? Ah, I I spent my whole life Wait, in California. D- there's no dome here in New York? Right. <laughs> it doesn't sound as pleasant, does it? Um, but, yeah, hopefully that's the case and, and they can and they can get him easy. But, yes, it has begun. Yeah, so there is now more bidding, someone else bidding for the services of Derek Carr. It'll definitely be interested to see who else co- pops up. Hold on. So we have a text. I think it says uh, – 
888-957-8942 says, Serious question. Why would anyone want to come to the train wreck that is the New Orleans Saints, specifically talking car? And now, while I'm not going to say anything about the Saints, I'm going to say, would you consider the Jets to be less of a train wreck? <laughs> more, of, more of a stellar franchise <laughs> right? model right there. Is that, is that the winning franchise of all time that, we, that we're like, oh, he's definitely going to want to go there? Come on. Any of these teams that is in the quarterback market right, exactly. is not, hasn't had the best run as of late for the sole reason of you are in the quarterback market and you have been. The only team, maybe the Bucks, who were had, had Tom Brady, but now they are just as much of a train wreck as anybody else. So, like, you are trying to sell him on the vision of what you can build, not what you have done. And that's what the Jets are going to try to do, and that is what the Saints are going to try to do. Yeah, with, with Carr, I think it's obviously going to be something where – he wants to be won over and, you know, courted, uh, thrown a ton of money. But that fit for him, obviously, I think is going to be important just because of what he went through on the exit in Las Vegas. It was pretty ugly. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to go to a team that's going to be committed to him, for sure. Coming back with more sports talk after the break, we will be talking to Drew Davenport, criminal defense attorney. He's also got a fantasy football podcast, The Auction Brief. We'll find out more about Alvin Kamara and, hmm, which running back we'll be drafting for the Saints next year. Back with more sports talk on WWL after the break. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Welcoming in Drew Davenport to the radio huddle, criminal defense attorney. Also has a fantasy football podcast, The Auction Brief. I appreciate your time today, Drew, and how is your Friday going thus far? It's not too bad. Drop the kids off and about to have a fun night, so thanks for having me. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, you know, when folks, at least when I hear the, the term indictment and one of your star football players, it can never be a good thing. Can you just really break down uh, the events yesterday that unfolded with Alvin Kamara and really what does that mean for him and the Saints team going forward? Well, people hear the word indictment and they get a little bit um, worked up about it. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. caution everyone to say I don't think the case changed a lot materially yesterday just because there's an indictment now. That was always where this was headed. Uh, I think there was maybe some hope that this would get worked out prior to the indictment but that just didn't happen and they had several negotiations court dates where the case was unable to be settled. And what I've been saying since the beginning, this is a difficult case to settle from both sides. Uh, he's charged with a, a felony that carries mandatory prison time. And on the other hand, the, the state has a witness or, excuse me, a victim, a alleged victim here who has a lot of injuries. It's really hard to settle this case. Uh, it was always going to head towards the indictment. Now the case is really underway, um, but it hasn't materially changed his situation. It's a, it's a nasty charge. Uh, but it sounds to me like they're gearing up for a fight. And we got something interesting yesterday from what his attorneys said. His attorneys made a statement, and we haven't heard a lot from them about what they're going to do or how they're going to defend him. And we got that little nugget yesterday that they said that they're going to argue self-defense and also defense of another, which is um, are both you know, uh, probably what we would guess they were going to use. But that's important information that we have now. And, you know, if you see the video – I don't know how they're going to argue self-defense, but there's probably a lot of things that we don't know about this case yet. So that's where we are right now. No question. And, uh, Drew, I do want to give you credit. So I remember we had you on, I think it was Mike and Bobby, or uh, Christian and Bobby at the time, had you on 
uh, last year, and you were the first person to point out, like, this is probably not going to get settled this offseason, and we're probably going to get through the entire 2022 season before any even considered suspension happens because it's going to take this long time to, to play out. So I want to give you credit for that one. Um, we had a local defense attorney on, Craig Mordock, yesterday, and one of the things he talked about was how, you know, this case is, you know, the, the potential, um, you know, whatever comes from it is quote-unquote probatable. And I do want to get some, I don't know, explanation. Like, what does that mean when you talk about something being probatable in terms of what the sentence is? Well, that's a great question. This is a local uh, Louisiana attorney? Is that what you're yeah, he's just he's a local defense attorney and he's kind of just he was just kind of laying out some information and he said that he believes that this would be a probatable sentence if it did come to that. Well, it 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 is and it isn't. I mean, the charge itself has mandatory time. That's that's right. not something a judge has discretion over. However, um I said this yesterday and I've been saying this all along. I don't believe they'd be taking this hard of a line if they didn't think they had something um, and when I may, and when I say they, I mean Camara uh, and his defense team. So I think they've got something there. I my guess is that it's going to end up being a charge that doesn't have any mandatory time if it ends up getting settled. And so I think that's probably what he means. That, that I think that there is a situation where he escapes uh, a lot of legal consequence. Mm-hmm. But the thing, you know, and the first question that you guys asked me, which I, I guess I didn't really get around to in my long-winded answer, <laughs> was, you know, what is, what does this mean for the Saints and for Camara? I really believe that the the legality, yes, it's difficult right now what he's facing, but I think that at some point that will get resolved in a reasonable fashion. But he's really got to worry about the league because the league has in their personal conduct policy that aggravating factors in these type of situations do matter. And there seems to be a lot of aggravating factors, especially if, if it's to believe, uh, be believed what, they, uh, what they're alleging in the civil suit, that there's recording of him after the incident. So we don't know if all that's true. We haven't heard it, but that all spells trouble when Roger Goodell's uh, looking at this case and deciding what to do. You know, we are expecting some kind of punishment, obviously, to be uh, handed out to Alvin Kamara, and a lot of people have been speculating different amounts of time. Do you – can you – pinpoint a at least range where you think that's would be amount of games that the NFL would end up handing down to him as a suspension is it is it like six games a starting benchmark or would you think that that would be kind of like a max deal for him or there's still a lot unknown with this case still to come out kind of thing well there, it, this is really hard it's February we don't know when this case <laughs> is going to trial so it is hard but I will say this the six games number that keeps being thrown out yeah. there there is a basis from the personal conduct policy that people are getting that six games. But I want to caution everyone because that provision in the personal conduct policy says six games for felonious type assault. So if he's not found guilty of a felony assault and he's only found guilty of a misdemeanor, that six games becomes a little bit irrelevant because they don't have to follow that. That's not in the policy. So then they're kind of free to do whatever they want. But I still think, though, that that's a, a starting point because if the NFL looks at this and thinks it's as bad as it as it appears from the outside, we could still be talking about six and it could go up from there. But I think that it's possible it gets resolved in the four to six uh, game range, um, with eight uh, certainly being within the range as well. But sitting here in February, there's a wide range of outcomes here. But I'm thinking in four to eight is is where I've landed recently in recent days. And so one one of the questions that I have is, uh, you know, obviously Tony Busby is a name that people have suddenly become familiar with, and 
he's been around for a while. I know he was on the Deepwater Horizon stuff way back when. And I just, how does that occur where, you know, this kind of NFL based <laughs> attorney uh, ends up on these multi, is that kind of just like a subset of what you do at a certain point? If you have familiarity with trying cases involving NFL players, because obviously he was involved in the Deshaun Watson litigation as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's what happens, and I think people will probably be surprised how many people hire attorneys based on word of mouth or reputation. Uh Um, So you don't actually know because you don't sit in a courtroom and watch your attorney practice before you hire him. So a lot of times you just – you see a big name and you think this guy can handle the the press. He can handle the the, – you know, all the things that go along with a high-profile case. And I don't think that's that's a bad way to think about it because – you know, I certainly have never represented an NFL player, so it, it doesn't mean I can't practice law, but that stuff does matter. So I think that's probably where that started. Um, and, you know, Busby, for whatever people say about him, he's a shrewd operator. And if you want to make sure that you're made whole, uh, you go for somebody like that who's going to pound the table as much as possible and try to get what you believe you're due um, based on what happened. And, and I don't blame people for making that choice. Obviously, we've got a ton of time to wait for a decision here from this case still. But with looking at the fantasy football ramification, is someone like Alvin Kamara even a thought as a first-round draftable guy considering this situation looming over him and a a really down year last season? He's not. He's not in the conversation anymore, and – uh, to be real honest, what I said yesterday, I'm, I'm staying away from him uh, until further notice. I, he's on the, you know, he's going to be on the wrong side of 27 here in the upcoming season, um, and it appears to be a lot of his value may have been derived from the from the Breeze Peyton combination um, in fantasy football. And I'm just staying away from him. I really think he's going to lose a chunk of the season, even if it's only two or four. Um, but it could be six or eight. Like I don't know why you would go on and get involved with that right now. But we got a long time till se- till September, and and I'll stay on top of that. But that's where I'm at right now. We're talking to Drew Davenport. If you want to check out his podcast, it's called The Auction Brief. If you're into any auction uh, fantasy drafts, that'd be something I would check out. And I have a question for you. It is not legally related, but who should the Saints start a quarterback next season? As a as a someone removed from the situation, what would your take be? That is a heck of a question here <laughs> on uh, New Orleans radio. <laughs> no preparation whatsoever. Shot out of a <laughs> cannon. All right. No, I, but I've been following all the the musical chairs. It's interesting every every offseason to watch it. I really think the guy um, about a week ago was Derek Carr, um, and that that would be somebody. I really think that Carr doesn't get the respect that he deserves. But it sounds like the Jets are zeroing in on him. So I don't know. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is the the option, but he's being linked to Tampa now. I. I believe some of these veteran quarterbacks are better than people give them credit for just because they didn't succeed wildly in the circumstance they were in. I think we downgrade them a little too much. I think the Saints would do, would, would see it as an upgrade to get, get either Jimmy G or, or um, Carr in there. Drew, appreciate the time today. I know it's a, a date night with the, with the wife, right? <laughs> yes, we we don't get many of those. No, yeah. and I, I totally get it. Uh, criminal defense attorney and fantasy football podcast host of the Auction Brief, Drew Davenport. Check out his stuff there. Always appreciate the time, and thank you for giving us some of that today on Friday. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the invite. Thanks, sir. 
Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak want to hear from you on Sports Talk, the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Even if you're on the parade route, give us a call here on WWL Sports Talk. Back here on Sports Talk, well, Jeff, uh, Eric Bieniemy, the Kansas City assistant head coach and offensive coordinator, getting a chance somewhere else, but still not as a head coach. The Washington Commanders are bringing him in, and if he can turn that offense around, get that man a head coaching gig. <laughs> it's like the it's like the the Avengers thing. get that man a shield. No, uh, yeah, it's too, it's honestly frustrating to even have to watch him go bang his head against the wall that is the Washington Commanders because when he fails there because everyone fails there, it's gonna end up being like wow he can't do it and it's like yeah that's just a bad situation right but yeah hopefully he does have success there and then then we can hear the next excuse for why he's not getting hired in his 16th head coaching interview after he's – I think he's had 15 head coach interviews, Steve. Wow, really? 15. I think it was Shannon Sharp. He was like, if I dated 15 women – There'd be one I'd marry. He'd say, you're undateable, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it's Because, like, 15 interviews, like, you're, you're saying he's unhirable. Like, if I went on 15 interviews and I didn't get a job – <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd be frustrated. You, you think the enemy's at the point now? It's like, well, I'm going to have to get out of this Kansas City shadow of Andy Reid for them to think I'm, yeah, I'm, when you, I'm when, worthy. When you go coach the Washington Commanders, you hit your rock bottom. No, <laughs> it's I, down I, there. I mean, I will say, like, it's a lateral move, but it is. You know, it was the same reason that I had some optimism that maybe he would come and be the Saints' offense coordinator last year because even though it was a lateral move, you got to get out that shadow. Yeah. Well, and like he would have been, you know. Dennis Allen's head coach or offensive coordinator, and you would have ended up in a situation that you were in charge of the offense and no one's going to question your involvement, right? You know, no one's going to question whether you were the guy, and that's the trouble that he had been running into. I think it was still a cop-out. Um, I mean, the guy's won two Super Bowls in the last, what, four years? Like, that's crazy to me. Um, but We got some good news on the Saints front of a coach not getting poached by yes. any other team or even Sean Payton. The fact that uh, passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Ronald Curry expected to remain with the Saints. Uh, that's coming from Aaron Wilson. He was a re- officially requested interviews with the uh, Broncos and Buccaneers, but it looks like we will at least still have him as part of the offensive mix along with Pete Carmichael Jr. Uh, still running things as the OC. And that's a big, that's a big get well, I don't know if gets big the word, keep, but it's right. Yeah, a big keep, a big retention <laughs> yeah. for the Saints. You know, we talked to him at the Senior Bowl, and he, I was struck by like he was he he said he was committed to the Saints, and he wasn't looking for other jobs. He was interviewing for other jobs, obviously, because they were. You know, I think that he wants to be an offense coordinator, and he's going to take those interviews. Sure. Um, he met with the Bucks at the Senior Bowl. The Bucks interviewed like twelve people, <laughs> right? Um, and they ended up with Dave Canales and. I was thinking that he might end up with Sean out in Denver, but he's going to stick around, and that's a good thing for the Saints. He's been a very good coach for them for several years. Um, he's well-respected in the quarterback room, and whoever they bring in, I think he's going to work well with them. Looking at the LSU baseball team up big in their opening game, 7 nothing over Western Michigan. We're at the bottom of the sixth inning, and, man, Paul Skeen's dealing for yeah, the Tigers. He's living up to the hype. Isn't he? A little bit. 12 strikeouts, <laughs> three hits, no earned runs, 98 pitches thrown. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't, you don't fake those numbers. Yeah, 12 Ks, one walk. Very nice ratio yeah. right there. We like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year, like, 
you know, I'm not the biggest college baseball guy in the world. It's one of the consequences of growing up in the north, right? It's just not something that you do quite as well when you get down south. But, you know, I've been watching LSU baseball for, for several years, and it was apparent to everyone who was watching that the team last year did not have the pitching. The offense was off the charts. Dylan Cruz is every bit legit at that number one prospect spot. But it was like, okay, if they can hmm. get pitching, then this team is a title contender and enter enter these guys this year. This guy is like Paul Skeens is head and shoulders above anybody they had last year. It's amazing to think that he's from Air Force, too. It's like, where, where, how did Air Force get such a prime pitching prospect? College baseball is such a strange thing. You know, it, it's like you, it's so different from every other college sport in terms of where guys kind of emerge from. You know, like junior college is this like very legitimate route for college baseball players, whereas like you don't hear of a lot of JUCO players like doing crazy things at in college football. I mean, it happens, but not nearly as often as it does in, in baseball. And so it's, it is kind of just a fascinating thing when you look at where these guys come from. Have you since moving down here been to Alec box stadium? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. I have not attended a game there. I don't think Charlie, you have either. Nope. So that's definitely on my goal this season. I don't know. It's a great atmosphere. Yeah, If we can get like, maybe we'll get like a sports talk guys trip. I had a I had a friend who covered college baseball for a while, and he told me like that was by far the best atmosphere he's ever seen in college baseball, because it's just different. You know, it's like a football atmosphere for for a baseball game. Yeah, and I, I just know obviously the you know the history. And there's no one whistling at you either. That's the nice thing. <laughs> Did you see there was like the rumor going around that the Vandy Whistler had passed away or something? Had been murdered. I, I, I know I was like a little bit happy about it. Then it was you found that he was alive, and it was like oh. Well, Okay, well, glad to hear he's not dead, though. No comment. <laughs> you still hear that annoying, it just bleeds through the television. You can't help it. It's, it is hard to be too mad at the Vandy Whistler when we have our own whistle guy who also annoys people at Saints games. But you can't hear that bleeding through the television oh, broadcast, yes, I feel like. Really? Can. NFC Championship, very much so. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Steve and Jeff coming at you here on Sports Talk. Going to be dialing up some Broncos news going to Brandon Cristal next hour of KOA Radio in Denver, finding about Sean Payton, rounding out his staff there with the Broncos. Uh, Talking more Saints and Alvin Kamara, too, here on Sports Talk. Coming up next with more Stephen Jeff on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 